Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. This is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, cool boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, so cool. Tonight's episode is Two-Face, part one. Directed by Kevin Altieri. Story by Alan Burnett. Teleplay by Randy Rogel. It aired September 25th. 1992, and features the introduction of Rupert Thorne. Wikipedia says, Mobster Rupert Thorne attempts to use Harvey Dent's secret split personality to blackmail him. But when Dent meets with Thorne at a chemical plant, Big Bad Harv takes over, and the resulting confrontation leads to an explosion that horribly scars half of Dent's face. Spoilers, because that's that, yeah, he becomes Two-Faced. This has a great title card. What? I, I, I love the title card for uh, this one. I, I think the show in general has some really good title cards that kind of give off how Gorgeous the artwork. Go. Absolutely. Totally. And um, the first appearance, Rupert Thorne. That's, that's yes. some good stuff. He become, yeah, we got he's, some stuff. A, he's a classic. Got some good stuff ahead. You're right. This is this is a good one. I, I, I love, once again, the opening dream sequence. It's just some good stuff that's going on throughout this uh Good series, the the flipping of the coin becomes uh, comes across very menacing. I, I like how that's a good trademark. Good stuff. Would like to know more about whether or not the idea that Two Two Face has a two sided coin that gets damaged and then he uses it as Two Face to decide things because like he's flipping the coin and it, like that's established that's got two sides. That's what used in a film called La Dark Knight, um, and, and also a film called Batman Forever. Not well, sort of. Batman Forever kind of doesn't understand it because, like, Two Face Timely Jones keeps flipping the coin over and over again until he gets the result he wants. Like, what's the fucking point but of no, that? No, but the coin, the coin still, the coin still has it. You know, it's uh, it's two, it's two sides. Um, yeah, but it's not established like that. He's using it before he becomes Two Face in that movie. No, it's not. You're right. Yeah, kind of just our version of Harvey Dent in that world is a. Lando Calrissian, Harvey Dent. Prior, prior to that, and it and it never establishes anything with the with the coin or anything like that. It's right? a complete restructuring of the character. Like that, there, there's no continuity with the Billy D. Billy D. Um, I actually have interesting guys about this episode though, because that's kind of jumping a little bit ahead for the uh, the episode. As um, this is Harvey's third appearance, but really his first episode, because the other episodes he was just like, what I mean, he was sidelined as a plot point for Pretty Poison. He's a plot device. And yeah. he's just in the beginning of On Leather Wings. Am I correct? They've they've established him as a character, but nothing. He's a DA, and him. he's Bruce's friend, is what we've established. Mm. And I think that uh, that's enough to make that's it need. The, yeah, add some stakes. You know, so they, it, it starts off, or you already know that Bruce is more motivated to protect him 
He's the only character who's been established as Bruce Wayne's friend early at this point. Like, Bruce Wayne doesn't have yeah. a lot of friends. That's true. I thought it was funny that, that Harvey's napping before a raid that he wants to observe. It. And, and it's also really weird for a prosecutor to observe a raid. That's, that's not a normal thing. Is that thing. Yeah. No, really yeah, normal thing? It's pretty unusual. Yeah, and, you know, I thought that was kind of weird, too, that, like, he, like, the way he manifests his multiple personality disorder in the dream, but then how he kind of does it right now after the raid and he attacks one of the goons. And he like starts almost beating on him, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's out in front of the cameras today. Because like, of this the would mud. Be dest- you'd be absolutely destroyed by like the 24 hour media cycle and then social media. Like nowadays, they'd be like, no they'd be like oh, he- good job. He's Kick a, those he's criminals. A hero. He's a hero. He's beating on criminals. Look at this is 1992, back when like there was a 30 minutes a day of news. Absolutely. Yeah, well, guys, so, just so you guys, I, hey, I just want to tell you first. More than 75% of multiple personality disorder victims report having personalities in their system who are under 12 years of age. And yeah, personalities uh, of the opposite sex I don't or know with if differing need... styles are also common, guys. Also, by the way, multiple personality disorder isn't a real and thing. Some personalities with a multiple system often hold conflicting values and behave in ways that are incompatible with one another. This is information from HealthyPlace.com. Oh, that's a Very reputable nice. site. Or, or, you, or you could trust the DSM and accept the idea that multiple personality disorder isn't a real thing. It's people with narcissistic personality disorders and sometimes bipolar disorder who just have, like, overactive imaginations and because they're narcissistic think that they have several people living inside them. Nope, you have one personality, you have one neurology, and you think you're more special than you actually are. That's according to the actual diagnostic something of medicine. The, yeah, the DSM. AKA your pussy whip. Sorry, M. Night Shyamalan alone. Uh, multiple personality disorder is not only not real, but you also don't have a special personality that has superhuman strength inside of you. That's not, uh, it's not how the brain's connection to the body works. Well, and then we see, of course, the freak out on TV and Rupert Thorne is watching it and it's Rupert Thorne's intro and we finally get to see the big guy himself. Are you guys excited to see Rupert Thorne? I love Rupert Thorne. Ballard, who voices Rupert Thorne? No fucking clue who. Oh, really? I thought it was like a well-known guy. Oh, I'm sure it is. Steve, do you know? No. You know what I love about Rupert Thorne is one of the things he says right away about Harvey Dan goes, the brighter the picture, the darker the negative. That's a good one. That's a, that's, a, that's, a nice, that's a nice one. I like that. That's a good one. Rupert Thorne is voiced by John Vernon. I don't know who Who's that, that is. Oh, I wish I had a, a face. Um, yeah, it says the late John Vernon was an accomplished film and stage actor who performed occasional oh, he's voice dead? work. He's he's the he's the dean from Animal House. He is Dean Warmer. Awesome. In oh, House. it's that guy. Yeah. I totally know what you're talking about. Now and now that I know that, yes, it's the exact same voice. And that foot is me. The time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Did you guys just see that while Harvey was having his speech, his bitch was talking to Bruce Wayne during Harvey's speech? Harvey's up there talking, and she's just like in the middle of his speech, just like three rows back, just looks over and starts talking loudly to Bruce. Did you see that? She's like, hey, Bruce, I love it that you're here. It's like, dude, your man is giving a speech right now. Like, 15 feet front in front of you. You have like four rows behind you. You have three rows in front of you. And you're just yelling at the top of your lungs. Well, Bruce, Bruce is Wayne. the one that's hosting this event. So she's just being, you know, polite. She needs, yeah. to, learn, she needs to learn her place. Something's up there. That's all I got to say. Yeah, Harvey's uh, got a thing with the bit. I mean, his last girlfriend was Poison Ivy. Yeah, Harvey's got some bad picks and girlfriends. Something's going on. I can, I, I can relate. I can relate. 
And did you just see that when Harvey was walking by all those people? He was like, like some lady was like, I voted for you twice. He goes, hopefully two different elections. There, he's committing voter fraud or helping it, right? The he's next thing he does silly. is he talks about misusing our judicial system by saying like, you know, oh, if you don't do it, I'll bust you. He's a fucking asshole of a DA, Steve. Steve, is this uncalled for for a DA to act like this in public? No, that's just called wit. It's, it's a fundraiser. Oh, is that what that is? Uh-huh. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, I like, though, how Bruce <laughs> recognizes that Dent became a different person. Yeah, but Bruce has been his friend all this time. Like, what's up? How does Bruce not know some of this backstory shit? That he has... Uh, Oh, the, all this aggression. I think the aggression is just co coming out now is what's happening. Maybe after Poison Ivy. Yeah, it would seem like getting poisoned would piss him off quite a bit. Oh, Big Bad Harv is, is oh, shit. Big Bad Harv is an, is an effect from Poison Ivy. It's an after effect. No, they don't set it up like it is. No, I, the way that the therapy session sounds like it's been ongoing, Big Bad Harv. And the whole thing with the f coin flipping and everything. Yeah, wait, is this therapist the villain in the end? In re well, in, in real life, yeah. Right, yeah. She's kind of like enabling him to continue to have this this trait. He okay. almost fucks her up when he when he switches to Big Bad Harv. He's like, he's gonna. Slap yeah, no. A bitch. She has to. She has to snap him out before he like. Wow. Kills her Imagine the things she's forced Big Bad Harv to do before this. Disgusting. I, I think she's a good therapist. Yeah, I don't think. So. By the way, guys, ninety-seven percent of multiple personality disorder victims report a history of childhood trauma. I do like most uh, commonly a combination you know, of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. One of the things. Uh One of the things that uh, uh, I like other the therapists is that how they they show her explaining, you know, basically how he became Big Bad Harv. The therapist says that he bottled up his anger. That Harvey kept up as a child. Is that what I'm saying? What the that that's that's how he becomes Big Bad Harvey. Just you just bottle up your anger. He didn't express himself, so now he's become this multiple personality yeah, person. Absolutely. That's all it takes. That's it. That's all it takes, man. And 97 uh, of these multiple personality disorder victims, right? Most commonly combination of combination of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse at young ages, childhood trauma. That's fucked up. There you go, Steve. You nailed it on the head. And this he, therapist might have been the person beats, causing some of these up abuses. One kid. And then he bo he bottles up all his anger for the rest of his life and creates Big Bad Harv. Disgusting is what this is. By the way, guys, multiple personality disorder can be reduced or prevented by early diagnosis and treatment of traumatized children and by working to eliminate abusive environments. So if he wasn't around this woman, he may have actually been able to not become Two-Face and have this whole Big Bad Harv character. This woman is the villain, I'm thinking. I disagree. The DSM-5 uses the term disassociative identity disorder and treats it as a hypothetical possible condition. <laughs> Are you at healthyplace.com? No, I'm not at healthyplace.com. I'm at the DSM.com. Well, oh, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Hold on. I'll Google healthy place. Welcome to Earth. No, even the healthy place calls it disassociative identity disorder. Healthy place. Inspiring people with mental illness. Therapy for schizophrenia. What is mental illness? Early warning signs of mental illness. Okay, let's find out. Have you have either of you experienced or has Harvey Dent experienced a marked change in one's sense of self? A feeling of change in who you are that may manifest through displayed emotions or behaviors? Maybe. Yes. I think that's true for Harvey. Confusion or disorientation? Fogginess? For sure. Again, that others can spot? 
Yeah, he was in all those uh, limelights and all the fucking flash photography. For sure, he was going to get confused and disoriented. Inability to carry out daily activities or difficulty handling stress. Oh, yeah, the DA? Couldn't even give a speech. Any day. Increased irritability? Oh, clearly. Avoiding friends or social activities? Why would he? Obviously, Harvey has every reason to be irritable when he's got that dumb ass girlfriend. Talking over his speeches. Dude, she's hot. He's been working all night on. You put right? up with shit. He's been you... writing them probably for like days, maybe weeks. And she just talking, jibba jabba, jibba jabba over it. You just don't get it. Like, no, she, she is a hot, hot, hot piece of ass. And you have to put up with that shit when you, when you get one of those. Ballard's pretty. He doesn't understand these things. Well, because the uh, whatever red suit, black haired lady heard that secret of Harvey's actually got that big bad Harv, second identity. Rupert Thorne's going to blackmail Harv. Shit's gonna go south. Can you really blackmail someone with a mental illness, like a, a mental health disorder? I, I think that it, it, it will lose his, uh, you know, career. I guess. He Wouldn't can't the be public a like? No, that's not at all true. I mean, that's. that's yeah, like, I don't think I would want gay, a public you know? prosecutor like, be a, that he has multiple personality disorder or something. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, yeah, but you'd be like, he's a bitch, crazy man. He just screamed at everybody and beat the hell of that criminal the other day. No, uh -huh. I think I think that's probably would hurt his career. He probably wants a political career. And, and, and they're like, and it's probably that Grace. You know. That Grace is being such a bitch all around him lately. Have you seen that? No. Talking over his speech? He'd become, he'd be like, uh, he'd become a public, a national hero. The first elected district yeah. attorney who suffers from disassociative identity disorder. He, he would be, he'd be like Temple Grandin and her sexy oh, horse. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Well, Harvey's going to go have to answer for this blackmail, right? And uh, he told Bruce what? He's like, I got big problems, bigger than you'll ever know, or some shit. And he puts a bat tracker. Bigger than you'll ever know. Well, Batman does. Yeah, speaking of that, let's talk about that for a second, Steve. So Batman is like the nosiest friend ever. Harvey's like, I got to go do something. Rather than Batman being like, cool, I'll let you go do your thing, Bat like uh, Harv. Bruce? Like, you know, no, Bruce and I'm Batman cool. are two different people. So. Yeah, but like Batman's all like, oh, I gotta figure out what's going on. Batman would be the worst friend ever. Like, imagine this. Like, you're you're hanging out, you know, with Bruce. You're like, hey, Bruce, oh, I gotta go and do this thing. It's super important. I'll be right back, uh, and I'll or I'll catch you tomorrow maybe. And he's like, sure, uh, good good luck, Ballard. And then I'm like gone, and then he follows me, and then he finds out I'm hanging out with other people, and I'm going to like the bar with these other people. He's going to be pissed. He's a jealous husband. And he's going to give me all his passive aggression the next time I see him. It's going to be really awkward and weird, right? Like, it would be the worst thing ever to be friends with fucking Bruce Wayne. And ultimately, Batman causes Harvey's downfall. Maybe because he got because shot. Maybe it's all because of this. <laughs> You're right, because, Felk, you were just saying with that, with that uh, MPD shit or whatever it was, that... Uh, uh, that, you know, like all this irritability caused by stress in your work life, all this stuff. Well, yeah, stress would definitely happen if one of your best friends is always moping around and checking out things and looking around and following you everywhere you went, right? Well, I mean, what I'm saying, though, is that Batman got jealous and made him, made him a two-face. I think... I think we need to be looking more at Grace, honestly. There's, I think you there's think something Grace, up no, with Grace. No, Grace is she, it's just because she was horrified. There's too much sarcasm in this, in, in this review of Batman. <laughs> I need to, I, like, I, I'm having trouble understanding whether, whether or not you guys are just horribly misunderstanding most episodes, or at least Ballard with the last episode, where he thought Jordan's a, a bitch is the, plot, is the point of the, the episode. And now it's uh -huh. like the, the point of this episode is that 
Harvey's bitch girlfriend fiance. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think that's Mike's called. interpretation. His 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 adult uh, reanalysis of this is is what I'm what I'm taking it as. But uh, it, and I I was just understanding where he was going on this one that maybe it was because of Batman. I mean this 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 is a whole this whole episode could be interpreted as about the problem with mental health stigma. Because he's being blackmailed for a mental health issue, a public professional. It's oh, like yeah. mental health stigma is a huge problem. People, I think people are embarrassed sometimes if they are going to therapy. I love, I love Rupert's choice of location for the meet and greet. Why don't we go to this factory where we have boiling vats of hot liquid? You know, just let's just go here and we'll meet after hours. Look at that. Two-Face fucking Harv, Big Bad Harv. He just threw... I was just like gonna say, Super Thorn. Like I was just gonna say man. that I, apparently, I guess Big Bad Harv has super strength. Like so, when he he's, does, he does. When he's super, and he also, you know, messes up he Batman. Batman off. Uh, just like James you know, McAvoy. I think, uh, in, in, and later on, he, he gives like Batman some pretty strong kicks that causes him to be basically like almost knocked out uh, from it. Yeah, and so I, I think yeah. he has super strength, apparently. And it's all that rage that he bottled up for years. It's all that rage and strength so it's and agility, strong, apparently. You, know. you see how he leaped off the desk? I'm looking at the, the, the checklist, and, and increased strength and agility is not one of the possible signs of mental health problems. Well, on my checklist, it is. At happy place? <laughs> happy place. Healthy, healthy, place. healthy place. It's funny, though, that this whole thing's happening at a chemical factory. Just once again, you know, like, somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm saying. You know, yeah, Batman, stop going to chemical factories. <laughs> I, well, I think this was Thorne's uh, uh, hideout, wasn't this? Or where, they were meeting somewhere. I don't know. There's no canonical, like, wh what happened to Harvey. It's different, like, in every interpretation. Here I it thought, is. I thought the. Here the, it is. Here it is. Oh, Two you electrocute those chemicals. <laughs> And it then, explodes them. And it, I love that. Dude, this is one of the best origins in the show, oh, I think. And uh, this is great. Watch Batman. Watch Batman. Watch Batman when he flips Harvey over. He's like, he's like, he's like yo, buddy, you okay? In a horrified like, look. Harvey. Uh, you don't show it. You just no. show it. No. Yeah. They do he's a disgusting. classic. He's I think they, they mimic uh, Batman when they do the reveal. Yuck. He's like, that's gross. Harvey, your face looks fucked up. They kind of do the same thing with Gordon seeing him for the first time when you don't see him in the Dark Knight. Well, I had to talk about the Dark Knight because obviously there's parallels. Like this, this, this. I think a lot of this plot is, lot. yeah, a lot of this plot is, is directly put into the Dark Knight and Batman Forever. Uh, this is also a plot line that's kind of ripped from the Long Halloween. I don't, which one came first? Is that where it comes from? Kind of. It's very similar. I mean, I mean, this is pulling from lots of comics, but the Long Halloween is something. That's kind of the more modern, more uh, uh, common uh, approach to the Harvey Dent origin. And that's what they use for the Dark Knight. It's kind of what they're using here, too. And that's what they kind of, I, I would imagine, will use for any future other tellings of uh, Two-Face as well. Hmm. How, how does his face get scarred in Long Halloween? Is it, is it an explosion? You'll have to read it to find out. Or just tell me. So that came out after this uh, show. Long Halloween was published in 1996 <laughs> okay well then that's was it so they was it yeah no way yeah no is that theory i just looked it up that was the 80s it was a 13 issue american comic that's book crazy movie. that's awesome and okay. wow uh, well the long so, halloween's great because i i thought i read that that they mimicked this this show you know that, that's what's so influential on this is that they really pushed the comics from they from did here. 
Another yeah, thing that's, sure. that's you know that they pushed the comics was the whole thing with it, that uh, his suit, you know. But um, whose suit? Two Face's suit. Oh yeah, you mean the white and the black like mm-hmm. Armani looking suit? Yep, that's. Uh, <laughs> It's like it's like zebra print in, in Batman Forever. They did they did this here, and then from there they they mimicked it from that. And then I gotta say I really like how with Harvey Har- Harvey's reveal as Two Face, it's a going mirror, mirror. It's it's or like it's, a it's complete essentially that. Batman, it's like it's pretty much uh, Batman nineteen eighty nine. like Joker's oh, yeah, reveal sure. for sure. Well, it just came out like three years pl- prior. I think it must have been drawing from that. And I gotta say this was the first time to be continued. I, it's a great so uh, they're branching out that are having faith that their viewers are watching every episode you know that, yeah. that's some great stuff I felt like this was the most unchildlike child show ever this is like the most adult version of this show too like this is when they're, oh, yeah. they're really is starting to get into agreed. crazy territory that I loved as a kid this is when they you know I, I think just you know as they are going into the psychological issues and and Batman being a, you know losing a friend and yeah definitely a much more adult and you could tell because the comics copied it from here you know they followed this storyline which is just and movies mm-hmm. yeah for sure totally the flipping of the coin all that I I would be interested to find out about the coin flipping Harvey gets burned by explosion. In this in this episode, explosion is a pretty violent thing to put even in a kids show. Chemical, chemical, Chem- chemical yeah, chem- explosion, ke- electric chemical explosion, so, electric so, chemical explosion. So, so, so maybe gave him superpowers. We, we you know totally in the in the comics. I thought the canonical thing was that acid was thrown on his face in a hearing. I think so, or at least one of them. I think that's they what they like do multiple. in Forever. That's why I'm asking about Long Halloween because. It's it's all over the place. It's it's. Here, gasol- I'll go grab it. I'll go grab the long Halloween right now, and I'll go. I'll actually go show you. Okay, gasoline happens, uh, gets on his face in the Dark Knight, and then he gets like lit on on fire. Uh, the Telltale series, uh, a stage light falls on half his face, and that that's like, that's not how stage lights work, but somehow that burns him. The the only consistent thing is burned on one side of his face. And in this one, it's like a, a hard line down his face. Same with uh, the Tom Lee Jones one, where it's like, that's not how scarring works. And uh, in the Dark Knight, it's it's a lot more like frayed and realistic, except, you know, he, he would ne- no one would be able to walk around like that. Oh, nice. Acid. Okay, it's acid, right? It is. So it's actually uh, Sal Maroney is on stand, just like. It usually is kind of depicted. Yeah. And uh, he's throwing acid into Harvey Dent's face uh, so that Harvey Dent can become Two-Face. And Maroney is implicit in him is scarring in The Dark Knight. You know who that is? Batman? That's Bruce Wayne in disguise in the courtroom. Oh, shit. As opposed to in Forever where he's just in full Batman attire in the middle of a courtroom. And he courtroom. jumps in front of it. And he <laughs> leaps out of the jury. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne's like in the jury, it looks like, honestly, in Batman Forever. Well, no, you need Batman is in the jury, I guess. Oh, Batman, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's in his full Wait, costume. Wait, he's in the bat. He's in the bat suit. He's You're in right. the full bat suit, and he That's like ridiculous. Batman's a jury member. I don't even remember. <laughs> they shot that scene, all right, and intended to have it in the movie. So then they repurposed thirty a thirty five millimeter cinematic sequence as news footage, and it airs on like the the TV, and the reporters like. Uh, Harvey Dent was horribly scarred by gangster Salvatore Moroni in a in a courtroom. Batman tried to intervene, and then it cuts to like 
Val Kilmer in full Batman gear, just like jumping in slow mo, in slow mo, in slow mo, in a news footage to get to him. The camera operator immediately switched over to like sixty or one hundred and twenty frames per second or something like that. He's like, "Oh, switch it real quick, switch it." Nineties uh, beta cam ca- cameras didn't have that ability. He figured it out. He edited Jerry rigged. They were locked at twenty nine nine seven. He does that in the, the fucking in Batman uh, and Robin too, where he repurposed like footage of of Mr. Freeze becoming Mr. Freeze, and, and just has it be like security footage and just reused it because there was no other way to get that narrative in there. So there's like a, a nice close up and dolly in that security camera. <laughs> Dude, I love I love those films now. Thank you, Christopher Nolan, and your Batman Begins. This is still, to me, the definitive Two-Face because... Me too. Aaron Eckhart was too... Uh, he, he was too short-sighted. He was Two-Face for what? An afternoon? Yeah. Or like, yeah, maybe a day. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, let's give our boys up for this episode, huh? I will give it, uh, I think, four and a half. Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll give this one five. five. I'll give this one five. I'll give this one five. I give this one 4.5 out of five. Okay. I'll give it five. Wow. It's a very adult uh, episode. I almost gave this one five, truth be told, but I scaled it down to 4.5 out of five. All right. Good to know. So, I mean, I could I could go to a five for, for fun. Okay. Why not? You know what? This is a fun podcast. <laughs> Let's switch it. Five out of five. All right, cool boy nation. For the conclusion of this special two-parter, tune in next week for... Two-Face, part two. Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Two-Face, part one. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond, coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes of Batman and Beyond come out every Thursday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with The Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about five so-cool movies, everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on The Cool Boys Podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Felk. That's Bizies from Ballard. And Bizies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah.